What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube. Please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure you hit subscribe and get up in the comments and let Big Patty know what kind of a job we're doing. I'm your host, John Legazer, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. That's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, man, am I excited if you're not following my work. Over on the Twitter machine at MLB Moving AVG, just type in MLB Moving Averages. Uh, the big dude got a little bit of recognition. I'm not so great with kind of getting compliments, but I will accept them. One of my articles in last year's draft kit over on FTN is now a nominee at the Fantasy Sports Writers Association for Baseball Article of the Year. Please make sure to check out the Twitter handle, check out the article. It is my pinned tweet as I try and objectively dissect the need for the win and try and replace it with the plus quality start. Let's get into today's episode, right? Enough of that. We need more of this as we get ready for the upcoming 2022 Major League Baseball fantasy season. Man, the bosses, the owners, the Players Association, they're starting to talk, man. I think we're getting 162. I was never buying it. And you know what? Part of me was hoping that there really would be doubt out there. Maybe that would keep other people from preparing the way we are. It's the offseason for some, but not for us. As we take you through it all, man. We got starting pitcher ranks. We've got player comps. We've got sleeper videos. Make sure you check out the Mayo Media Network. Check out the baseball playlist. It's all there for you. These are coming in between 10 and 15 minutes, really like a palatable, you know, length. But to get your teeth sunk into some really comprehensive deep dives, I've been loving this video work. Thanks again to you, Pat, and you, Matt, for the opportunity let you, you know, show my stuff. So let's get into today's topic. It's a very, very intriguing player in Jordan Alvarez. Now, I really wanted to focus a little bit. I want to be going towards the back of the board, back towards the front, because I don't want to just appeal to these deep, high-stakes 15-team leagues. I know there's a lot of 10- and 12-team leaguers out there, and sometimes players can have a habit of just kind of brushing past a player. Like, oh, Alvarez is awesome, so you take him. But I think it is important in shallow leagues to make sure that we really take the microscope out and know that we're getting exactly what we're looking for. A player like Alvarez can sometimes carry that narrative of being of having empty power, I should say. Something that is easily replaced later on in the draft. But there are power hitters when they come with average and OBP that can help get the job done in Roto and in point leagues. Let's take a look at Jordan Alvarez. We'll start, as always, with a tale of the tape. Check out the fancy new digs. Yes, little custom graphics going on. You know, I always preach you never stay the same day to day. If you didn't improve, you probably got worse. I'm always trying to get better at my craft. Let's take a look at Jordan's year last season. Of course, he was excellent. Of course, the power metrics were excellent. No surprise there. Let's get into the rest of it. 144 games, a 277 average, which is very good for a power hitter. 33 home runs, 92 runs, 104 ribbies on an excellent team. And this is coming off some question marks surrounding his knee. Jordan started off as a DH. He started getting healthy, was playing in the outfield, and now he's got that eligibility, which certainly makes a difference. Last year, he put up a 531 slug with 
with an 877 OPS, just phenomenal. A 370 Woba, good for a 138 WRC+. Expected stats as strong as you might expect. 276 XBA, 557 XLUG, 384 expected Woba. Those are all excellent. Let's get into the disciplinary basket. Let's take a quick stop in case you're new. Welcome. What we like to do here to make sure that we're being objective, I try and use a similar template in analysis all the time. We did our surface stats. We'll take a look at discipline, then elevation, then batted ball quality onto projections before we make a conclusion. So the second basket here is our disciplinary stats. Everything is good, but not great at times. Let's take a look. You'll see what I mean, but a lot of it gets brushed to the side because of the power offered. 24% K to 8.5% walk is average in both sides. 16.5% K minus walk is okay. The chase rate a little better than average at 30%, but where it gets really outrageous is his in-zone contact rate is near the top of the league overall at 91.9% with a 10% swinging strike rate. Hard to really think about what that means as you you know think about the basket altogether with a k rate that's just average and a walk rate that's just average with the power stats we know we're getting but to have a 91 percent in zone contact rate just phenomenal and that is what keeps the batting average up keeping those k's down into elevation we go he keeps the ball in the air and off the ground 38% ground ball, 39% fly ball, but less than 5% infield fly. Loving every bit of that. And the power metrics just jumping off the page. A 54% hard hit rate via StatCast. 54% of balls hit at 95 miles an hour or more. A 16% barrel rate. A 10.5% blast rate. That is the idea subset of barrels. A 480 expected Woba on contact, where 400 is excellent. A 24.5% dynamic hard hit rate, 21.5% home run to fly ball. The power metrics are almost second to none, and that's why it's so important to work through those baskets, everybody, because we mentioned the contact rate so high, but when he makes contact, it's excellent contact. The thing is, the contact is happening at elite levels. This already tells me where more than empty power here let's jump into the splits i got some graphics up but i know we have audio listeners only also we'll get into all of that i got our home our way versus lefties versus righties we always want to see if there's a split that's too heavy here nothing to worry about Alvarez has posted a minimum 360 Woba, minimum 133 WRC plus in all four splits, a minimum 855 OPS. Now I have the Woba charts up versus lefties versus righties. The reason I wanted to put that up is to show you the plate coverage is excellent. The only overlapping hole here is low and away. But you'll also notice if you just happen to miss... In the middle, you are going to pay. So that's the risk pitchers are taking against Alvarez. And we already know if you leave it in the zone, he could get not just contact. I was going to say contact, but it's not just contact. It's elite contact at elite rates. So that is the one hole for Alvarez. Let's dive on a little bit into the discipline. On your left, you see I have his rolling average for both strikeouts and O-swing. That's your chase rate. I just wanted to show you the relationship here. The dotted lines you see is the league average. So 
Alvarez's K rate has fluctuated around the league average, of course, which is fine when you're getting the contact, when you're getting the average, and of course, the power, but I wanted to show the relationship to chase rate. That's what it really looks like is going on here. Alvarez's K rate is closely related, or tied, I should say, to his chase rate. As the chase rate goes up, so does the K rate, and the inverse is also true, the opposite being true. But I wanted you to take a look at the second half of last year when we saw uh, a dip in the K rate, a dip in the chase rate. And if this trend continues, there really could be another another level to unlock for Alvarez, which is almost kind of hard to believe that there really could be even more here. And the other side is that in-zone contact rate. I wanted to show you it's not just elite. It's also been trending up. So it's wheels up. All systems go in the discipline department. Yeah, a couple Ks here and there, but totally palatable with all the other metrics that we're getting. The 350 OBP, all the bow rates and all the power rates. Just phenomenal. I did want to get back to one more thing about elevation that I didn't mention before. And it's your standard deviation of launch angle. I know, don't roll your eyes. It just means launch angle tightness, and Alvarez's is elite. Anything less than 28 degrees is considered excellent. His is below 26. Now, just in short, it just means he keeps the ball in a tight ray of spray, right? A tight spray ray. There's a little rhyme for you. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. But the idea is... A lot of pop-ups and a lot of ground balls creates a wide disparity in the ray. We want a tight ray, but it's also at the right angle because we get the fly balls from Alvarez. So there really isn't a hole in the game outside of the little bit of chasing with the little bit of Ks, but we've seen improvement there. So, man, it's almost getting juicier and juicier as we go. And now, really, you know, the most fun part when you're breaking down a guy like Alvarez is to just try and visualize how strong the power metrics are compared to the field. So, again, this is a custom chart. You know, again, I, I'm going for it, man. I want this to be the most comprehensive and advanced understanding of player analysis that there is anywhere. And, you know, that's a tough task with all the quality stuff out there. So I'm trying to bring the analysis with the stats, but also the relationships between them and some custom graphics. So back into the graph, Alvarez is your orange bar. The league average is the gray. And there is not a place. We are not just talking about an advantage here. And we're not just talking about a distinct advantage. This is a landslide across the board. You have to keep in mind, we are talking about one of the elite power profiles, 54% hard hit rate, like I mentioned, to the average of 40, the bow rate of 16 to the average of eight, double the amount of barrels, nearly triple the amount of blasts, dynamic hard hit rate, more than doubled the average. I mean, this guy Alvarez is ridiculous to think he's only 24 years old and to think that we may have even shown that there are improvements happening in real time that could take these output stats to the moon. And it's not unrealistic. It's not ridiculous to think that because of that all-important in-zone contact rate. If he cuts the chase, which takes down the Ks, the contact is already there, as is the elite power. So, wow, if Jordan continues to reduce his chasing outside the zone, like we saw in the second half, we are talking about an MVP caliber player in either format. Yeah, he's not going to steal any bases, but if he can hit 
285. He's a pop for 40 home runs. You know you can get 100 runs and ribbies each. The sky is the limit. So let's jump into those all-important projections. No matter what we think, we always want to check with the pros. Hat tip to my boy Derek Cardi. His projection system just dropped the other day, as did Ariel Cohen's ATC. Those are all highlighted in green. Let's walk through it. Steamer projections. I mean, everybody's projections are extremely strong. Steamer, usually the first place that I happen to look. 280 average, 37 bombs, 93 runs, and 110 ribbies. Now let's just go through the edge. Everyone has the average within one bip. That's a thousandth of a point, so let's call it 280. Home runs I'm seeing range between 36 and 39. You know you could give me the 39. I think he could be a pop for even more. Runs range between 91 and 93. Yes, please. The RBIs ranging between 101 and 110. Every bit of that is understandable. And I gotta say, with all of the underlying stats and an improvement in discipline, that, wow, man, I I don't know, they might even be shortchanging our boy, your Don here. So I would have to say, in conclusion, there is quite literally, like, not a hole in the game here. And now that I even look at it a bit farther, I think that, that empty power narrative that I mentioned might be being applied a bit too heavily here for Alvarez. He should be mentioned up there with the very best pure hitters in the game. Also a video that I did, if you want to check it out, go through the playlist on the Mayo Media Net. It's right there. I comped Bryce Harper to Vlad Guerrero to Juan Soto, right? When we think of the power-only guys, though Harper does steal some bases and kind of why he's my choice in Roto. But for point leagues where steals are not, you know, disproportionately weighted, I feel like Alvarez should absolutely be mentioned in the top five, top eight, top ten overall. So I think it's really important that we got to this video and laid out all of this stuff because you must circle Alvarez. He is a must-own in these leagues, and I think he even opens up a pathway to be a bit creative in the beginning. Meaning, if you're worried about your you know, ability to pick a second-round pitcher, I think Alvarez opens up the door if you do take a pitcher in the first round, knowing you can get all the power that you'd like. Or if you end up pushing back on pitchers and you have one of the hitters in the first round that's maybe a little more speed-oriented. You know, you you have Trey Turner or you've drafted Bo Bichette. Alvarez makes a perfect complement. It's four categories of contribution, really with the sky being the limit. If those disciplinary gains that I mentioned continue to come to fruition, we could even see a bit of an average spike with some batted ball luck. He's never been a big bad guy because of the speed, but I mean, the way he beats the hell out of the ball, high bad certainly is not out of the question to give him an extra five bips. Again, I never like to shoot the moon. He's not going to be a 330 hitter, but Alvarez could hit 287. That's perfectly in the cards with 42 bombs and 125 combined ribbies and runs. Give me all of the Alvarez this year, and I think he is a good piece to allow you to pivot. You doesn't mean you need him. You, he's the only way to succeed. But I do think if you get clipped in the first round on a hitter you were looking at, Alvarez provides that oasis for MVP topside with very little holes in the game. It is a rare combination of contact and power that you get in one of the best lineups in the game with a player that will play every single day. Now he has the outfield eligibility. So for me, there is just not a thing missing. And I hope you didn't come into this saying, well, there wasn't a thing missing 
in the whole in the game and now we come to the conclusion that there wasn't a thing missing in the game but I think it's really important to go through the rolling averages of the K basket and the contact to see if we get changes how the subsequent production might change so I think that'll do it everybody from us here at the Mayo Media Net and Cork Stats with Big Johnny Stud. I hope you enjoyed picking up what we're putting down here as we get ready, man, to cash those tickets. I have never been more confident in the work I'm doing. I love the new platform to be able to show you the multimedia, to have you visualize it as we go through this deeper understanding. So, again, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Get up in the comments and tell Patty how we're doing as football wraps up and you get into this. Get through that playlist. And if you have any questions, you can get to me any time of day, any day of the week. Type in MLB Moving Averages at MLB Moving AVG into that Bluebird Twitter machine. Thanks so much, everybody. One last time. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, y'all. I'll catch you on the flip side, everyone. Take care. Peace. 